As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I've got this problem where I can't stop telling airport jokes. My doctor says it's terminal. I really hope this joke takes off and that it doesn't fly over your head. Otherwise, it would just be plain awful. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, March 4th. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling this morning with my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. yo! We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like and comment and subscribe. Help us defeat the algorithm. Let's get to 100,000 subs. And oh, yeah. Your boys are verified. Oh, oh we got big a weird check little check energy. Mark. What does it even mean? We don't know. Let's find <laughs> out. Uh, so yes, please like and comment and all that good stuff. Email us your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin podcast. Email them in no dunks at theathletic.com. We hit the beach yesterday. Great show. That one's up on YouTube. It's in your podcast feed. We discussed, uh, hilariously enough, because we're going to get to it in a second, not that he got to a quadruple double, but the 10 steals, the next player to get a quad dub. We got into that. We inspired TJ McConnell is what I'm getting at. Uh, Sean Kemp's Hall of Fame probability we discussed, and uh, well, a bunch of other things. Curling and axe throwing and beans and Survivor. So go check that out. That was a fun beach stepping podcast. And uh, before we get into it, immaculate items always available for sale. You know this over at nodunks.com, and I'm going to tease it right now. New No Dunks merch coming probably within the next, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours? Let's call it that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming real That's a lot of great t-shirts. That's a lot (laughs) of great t-shirts. Ooh, nice, Trey, nice. Maybe somebody picked up on that. Um, All right. Wow. A lot of games on last night. Lots to talk about. We also got some fun... um, up-down questions in the up-down report. But we'll start with the action. The first game, Trey, you get us started, man. Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, leading the 76ers to the overtime victory over the Jazz. A battle of the two number one teams. Uh, had some controversy, though, in this one. Where do you want to go? Well, Skeets, let's stay positive to begin. Okay. Basketball is my favorite sport. Yep. Come on, man. MVP performances from multiple guys every single night. Last night, we saw Joel Embiid, 40 points, 19 rebounds, nearly got that big beef. He was chasing it down there at the end. He hit the clutch three at the end of regulation. He talked the referees into giving Donovan Mitchell a clutch technical. We'll get to Damian Lillard, too. Just some incredible performances last night. That was was fun watching basketball, man. I like sports. Also, this rivalry between the Jazz and Sixers, there's no reason, really, for Philadelphia and Utah to be enemies, but their best players are natural rivals in Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert, both vying to be the best center in the league. You've got Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, both all-stars. Their rivalry goes back to their rookie seasons, or shall we say their second seasons Ooh. in Ben Simmons' uh, case. They just have a, a built-in rivalry, and last night it was so... so, 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 so. 
so spicy. I love it. Embiid was special. 40-19, three assists, a steal, two blocks against the Defensive Player of the Year, which he brought up several times post-game. <laughs> the fact that Rudy Gobert was a Defensive Player of the Year. Embiid just has that mindset to dominate. Tobias Harris was awesome in overtime, giving Boyan Bogdanovich some work. He had the first eight of overtime, finished with 22. Four other Sixers were in double digits. The Jazz were incredible as well. Mm-hmm. 33 points, eight rebounds, six assists for Donovan Mitchell. It took him 34 shots. Shout out to Monte Ellis, but still, gotta love a 33. Five more Jazz in double figures. 21 threes for them. A playoff atmosphere. An awesome game. A perfect way to end the first half of the season for these two number one teams in both conferences. Zero drama as well. I love it, you know? (laughs) Nothing except pure basketball out there. Just kidding. The Jazz were pissed. They were pissed after this game. If you haven't somehow heard the quotes yet, Donovan Mitchell got ejected in overtime, smacked a water cooler, then immediately apologized to the security guard. I did like that. But after the game, Mitchell says, it's tough to go out there and see how we fight and compete and to see a game like that taken from us. We're nice. We don't complain. We don't get frustrated. We fight through things. And the fact we just continually get screwed by this. We won this game, in my opinion. This has been a consistent thing. And the question is, can we can do, can we do it? Can we sustain it? Are we for real? Yeah, the hell we are. And it's getting f-ing ridiculous that oh. this is what's happening. Rudy Gobert was going in. We're not able to get some calls that everybody else in the league gets. We know that we're the Utah Jazz, and there may be some people that don't want us to go as far as I believe we can go. It was too obvious tonight. The refs can't make it that obvious. Hopefully they watch the game when they get home and feel ashamed. Okay, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, those guys getting upset about refereeing. It has happened in the past. I am not surprised. But when Mike Conley comes out and says, it's just that small market, we don't have the big time names, the ones that are all over the TV and stuff like that, it can get a little wild for us. Mike Conley saying this? A man who has played in small markets his entire career coming out and saying it again. Spicy, spicy stuff. I don't know. You know, the Jazz have hit a little bit of a rough patch here, despite the fact that they've been the best team in the league for the first half of the season. Just made the game even more exciting, seeing how upset these guys were after the game, because it means the next time that the Jazz and the Sixers play, we're going to get even more fireworks, exciting times in the league last night. Well, Lee, what do you think about some of these controversial calls that the Jazz are all pissed about? It's going to cost these guys some money here this morning. Oh, I'm just waiting for that Shams report to drop, or the, the, the bomb there, the tweet that, you know, Mitchell's getting fined, and I'm sure maybe even Gobert, too, dropping the F-bombs on the officials. But, but you know, a couple of these particular plays, the Royce O'Neal one out of bounds, right, uh, on the side. Mitchell was very livid with that one. Conley thought he got raked once. There was that 50-50 Simmons-Mitchell sort of, uh, which was called an offensive foul. That was a tough one, like... Do the Jazz and their fans, they got a case to be made here this morning? Like, we got screwed last night. What's going on here? What do you think? Well, um, first off, I'll say the team uh, with the best record in the league at 27-9, there is not a conspiracy against you. Uh, You would not be 27-9 if there was. So uh, you can't... They lost the game. Why not? They could be undefeated if the... (laughs) They lost the game that they were in control of and, you know, should have won if that's a thing. Uh, And they didn't. They blew it. And really, it was that Joel Embiid 3 that sent it to overtime. And then you could sort of see that just took a bit of the wind out of the uh, jazz there in in overtime. And Tobias Harris really did just go straight at Bogdanovich, which he should have done. And the jazz couldn't get a score. Now, a couple of those plays you talk about, the offensive foul on Donovan Mitchell when him and Ben Sims had their arms locked up. Absurd call. Just a ridiculous call. How that is a call on either of those players is got it. uh, I'm not sure about Their arms do get tangled, sure. He's spinning. He loses possession. There is no way you can possibly look at that and say that that is an offensive foul. So that was ridiculous. There was another one there on Joel Embiid late where Rudy Gobert kind of had his hand on him and he Mm -hmm. went down. The Jazz weren't happy with that. I think that is a foul when a guy is jumping and another guy puts his hand. It sort of knocks him off. We've seen that happen when LeBron did similar. Not, you know, LeBron had two hands on Embiid there a while ago in Philadelphia and it happened. So that is a foul. I don't think the Jazz really have a lot to complain about. Then there was the Donovan Mitchell three. He thought he got fouled on when I think it was Ben Simmons on him there. Didn't see a whole lot in that either, to be honest with you. So to me, the reason the Jazz were so uh, expletive laden uh, in their post-game <laughs> conferences is because they lost this game, even though Donovan Mitchell claims they won it. They did not win it. They blew a game. Well, they didn't even, you know, that's the thing. They didn't blow this game. The Sixers got off to a slow start. The Sixers are a very good team. 
Joel Embiid had a monster game. Ben Simmons had a reasonable game, not a huge game by his standards. But the Sixers really just hung in there and then won the game. They didn't. It's not like the Jazz lost to the Timberwolves or someone, you know, a team right down the bottom. They lost mm-hmm. to a very good team playing at home. And again, when you've got a Joel Embiid MVP performance like that, and he bodied Gobert a couple of times, which Rudy doesn't like, of course. You know, he is the defensive player of the year. Uh, was he last year? No, I don't think he was, was he? Anyway... Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we know Gobert is likely to win that award this year, but that's exactly what Embiid loves. He loves that challenge. He loves that situation where he can really show out against his direct opponent. He hit two huge threes, obviously the one to send it to overtime, and he hit one just before that. So this was a, a great performance by the Sixers to sort of hang in there after the Jazz got off to a good start. And the Jazz are just frustrated after winning, what, 19 of 20 they uh, now have dropped three recently to the Heat, to the Pelicans, which they kind of blew that one, and uh, now to an, a good team in the Philadelphia 76ers. So not a great road trip for them, but ultimately all that whining and swearing and complaining is just not a good look for the Jazz. That's that's not going to get people to sort of be on your side because mm. they didn't really have that much to complain about, ultimately, I don't think. Sure, there's always a couple of calls that can go either way, but not to the point where it's like, we won this game. The refs hate us. It's a conspiracy against us. That, that to me, is a complete overreaction. And it's just going to really annoy people because the Jazz have been playing great basketball to this point of the season. And they've just hit their first real uh, challenge, their first real obstacle. And, and what they're doing is they're saying, it's the refs' fault. They, they're cheating us. Everyone's cheating us. Right. It's like, that's not the case. You were blowing teams out in, uh, in, on those win, two win streaks that you had because you were just a better team. You can't now lose a couple of tight ones and start saying, you know, the league's turning against us. So don't have a lot of sympathy. It's going to cost a lot of money. I wonder, I doubt it, but Donovan Mitchell hitting that drink container, then hitting the uh, security, security yeah. that may cost him a game. That may cost him a game because... Uh, but hits but the guy you can't, on his feet and he goes and apologizes right know, away and the I guy know. gives him like, it's okay. I mean, I know, but that's the sort of thing me. where it's like, Listen, that's not, you know, that's not on that sort of stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. think it costs him a game, but... It's going to yeah. hurt him in the wallet. That's where it's going to hurt him. Yeah, I think, I think it costs him uh, a good 50 grand at least. Uh, well, maybe even more with those comments. I mean, swearing in the, in the uh, press conferences afterwards. Like, the <laughs> well, league just doesn't like that when a team has really got not a whole lot to complain about. Yeah, the one you didn't address, though, the Royce O'Neal one. Where he's out of bounds. They thought they had the steal, kick ahead to, to, to Mitchell. You know, would have been a huge play, of course. And uh, they say, no, 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 let's go have a look at it. And I guess they assessed that it hit the official, right? And then so the review was upheld and it was going to be Sixers ball. Any any comment on that? You think they ultimately got it right, even though it was a weird one because the official was involved? I mean, once it touches an official, that's basically out of court. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you can change that. I mean, that's... That's pretty much an accepted rule that I think, you know, I don't think anyone would sort of complain about because that that is it. Once it hits a ref, it's like it's out of ba- whatever was going to happen from mm-hmm. there basically ends that play. So uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough, tough one luck, to sort of yeah. overturn. Trey, anything to add to that one or any of those plays that sort of Lee was taking us through the bang bang plays? Tass mentioned it on what you need to know. The, the Jazz really lost this game at the beginning of the fourth quarter when Dwight Howard was hitting step-back threes, and <laughs> yeah. the Jazz couldn't extend a lead against a bench unit for the Sixers. That yeah. was really when they lost the game. It, you know, things came unglued in overtime. Things came unglued down the stretch, thanks to some outside influences, if you're a Jazz fan. Uh, but it was all Utah basketball players that lost them the game at the beginning of the fourth quarter there. This is not new from the Jazz, though. Remember Rudy Gobert smacking the water bottle off the table years Mm -hmm. and years ago? Uh, That was early in the season. If I'm not mistaken, the Jazz came out and said, specifically Gobert said that the NBA changed the rules to make it harder for the Jazz to guard teams. This is a team that fouls all the time, so when fouls are starting to be called, they're going to get upset. Uh, But... I don't know. I think it's just a heat of the moment thing. They're going to get fined, no doubt about it. I don't think suspensions are coming, but the Jazz had a great first half of the season. It's nice for them that they're going into the all-star break now because they're very heated, but maybe if they've got a week here to think about things and cool down, they'll be able to put things together again for the second half of the season because they had a great start. They actually had a pretty solid game last night, shooting the ball really well like they always do. It's just a matter of coming unglued there at the end, and it's a little disappointing if you're a Jazz fan, no doubt about it, but they'll be able to get things right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Also, you know, we're tracking the MVP here, the race. We're obviously saying who's at the table, who's in the conversation. We do it every day here on the podcast. Well, BetMGM, I saw this morning, has now made Embiid 
co-favorites <laughs> to win MVP in terms of the odds, both plus 250. They are the favorites right now. Yeah, LeBron is still there. You know, obviously taking the game off last night, might take another one off before the All-Star break. Lakers losing a lot of games, but Embiid rightfully there. You know, the night before we are talking up Jokic in his case. Again, I am so here for the debate we are going to have in the next couple of months. Embiid versus Jokic. And, and look, maybe there's some other guys that get involved. Maybe maybe Lillard. We'll get to him in a second. Who else could be in the mix? But those two big guys especially, I think is going to be really fascinating. You're going to have t- people on, on Jokic's side and people on Embiid's side, and I'm not sure there's going to be a wrong answer. Um, so that's something to look forward to. But right now, BetMGM, Vegas, they like Embiid's chances a little bit more than Jokic. And of course, they're helped out by having some more victories. And maybe Embiid's helped out by when he wasn't playing, his team was losing those games. I mean... That's a part of it, too. It just depends on how many games Embiid will really play in the second Mm. half to uh, bolster his case, Lee. I think it's really coming down to that. If he misses 10 or 15 or whatever, which we've seen him do before, okay, then you can talk yourself into somebody else. But if he continues to play and misses a handful, oh, my God, the guy is a monster. Mm. And he is, like, locked in. He wants that award, too, I think. Yeah, and I I, I would say if they have any plans of resting him in back-to-backs because it's a pretty condensed schedule in that second half, I would say they might change course if he's a chance to win it because they they do well they need him to play every game I think because uh, you saw it switches from one night to the next just how quickly it can change obviously there's so much uh, other factors in play here but I would think that the Sixers especially if there's a chance for them to finish top of the Eastern Conference all those things I believe would help bolster his case because I doubt the Nuggets will be able to get that high up in the Western Conference. So it could come down to those things. And also another factor could be the defense. If you factor that into your MVP voting, I think Embiid clearly has an advantage over Jokic there. I think think Jokic probably has... uh, you know, a, a more rounded offensive game in terms of like his assists and his playmaking than Embiid does, but mm-hmm. Embiid's you know probably going to average more than him. So there, there's so <laughs> many little things that are going to come into this, but uh, it is awesome to see these two big men really uh, stepping up because I think it was Shaq who was the last big man uh, like center, yeah, to win the award, which was 20 years ago or wow. just over 20 years ago. Yeah, you also said uh, when you were talking about the game, you slipped in Gobert, likely be Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Doc Rivers says, hold your horses, but uh, Ben yeah. Simmons is Defensive Player of the Year. And he was uh, obviously, you know, there were some controversial calls as we talked about, but overall, this guy, you really can throw him on the best player on the other team. And like, you yeah. love your chances to lock the guy up or at least make it difficult, take a bunch of shots like Trey said. It's He's pretty special and he's going to get a lot of votes. hes I don't know if he'll win it. It's it, obviously much more difficult for a wing guy to do it, but... Can happen, and I and I wouldn't be upset with it right now. Trey, would he get your vote for defensive player of the year, like at the halfway mark? Mm, I don't know about that. No? I uh, big guys are always going to be more valuable defensively than guards are. Even though Simmons was incredible, and you see the value he brings, and that he, you know, even if he's getting away with some fouls here. Uh, the size he has to just swallow up a guy like Donovan <laughs> Mitchell is pretty special. To be able to move his feet as well as he does. Uh, at the size he is, at the athleticism he has, with the length on the arms, yeah, he's one. He's probably the best perimeter defender on a night-to-night basis, I would say. You know, maybe Kawhi can ratchet it up and be the number one guy still, but Ben Simmons, night in and night out, he's able to guard one through five. Specifically, he's one through four. He's great. You know, one through five, he doesn't really have to do because uh, Embiid is out there. <laughs> that might be a problem, though. Embiid came into the season saying he wanted to be the defensive player of the <laughs> yeah. year. Daryl Morey saying both of these guys are MVP candidates. Maybe they end up splitting everything. They get no <laughs> awards and LeBron waltzes to another one. We'll oh, see. Wow. Well, we'll uh, see. We need another defensive player. Biggest, uh, best defensive uh, rim protector and then best perimeter oh, God, defender. Well. Yeah, yeah, no. I think Embiid's, got, Embiid's moved on from defensive player of the year he's got his sights on mvp so that opens up a spot for his teammate in simmons i will say before we move on to we got the draft tonight the all-star game draft which just totally sort of came out of nowhere to me but we do have an all-star game this sunday so it makes sense we got to make the teams hey lebron durant if you're listening do us a solid and make sure these uh these jazz and sixers players are on opposite teams all right i don't want them mingling i don't want them on the same team i want gobert and mitchell on one of your teams and i want him beating simmons on the other all right that's all i ask from tonight 
I don't care what else happens, but let's go with that. Let's keep, you know, let's let's ride this wave of like, uh, you know, hatred right now between these teams and distaste for each other. I, I love it. I hope they, uh, you know, I hope Gobert and Beat are on the same team. I, I want to see them go at it in an All Star game. Might get some uh, some fireworks, right? It's a possibility. Were you going to add one more thing, Lee, before we move um, on? Oh, with Simmons, yes. I think this one would come down more to the eye test than the stats, simply because uh, Simmons does a lot of um, preventing his opponent. Oh, rather he's incredible. Than, yeah, like it's he's so hard to get past because he's so big and strong and athletic. But yeah, you don't see too many what six nine six ten guys who are able to move that quickly on the perimeter. You know, often they get cooked. So. Uh, that's where it's going to stand out for him. He's not going to get the blocks. He used to get a lot high amount of steals. He hasn't had that many this season, but uh, it's more about like if you watch and really appreciate what he does, I think that's going to get him the votes. But that doesn't always be a uh, factor into it when it comes to, to voting for awards. All right, our next game. Another guy probably at the MVP table. I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> Damian Lillard's late three gives the Blazers the 108-106 win <laughs> over the Warriors. There we are. Oh, the pizza's still, we're still waiting on it. Uh, oh, wait. No, it's <laughs> Whoever there. shows up is getting that last slice. Yeah. I like how we're showing off. Uh, who, <laughs> someone's got it raised up there. I never noticed that. Fantastic. Uh, okay. So, yeah, Lillard's big three. Um, you know, huge, huge shot. Lee, big takeaway from this one. Well, uh, this one, the shooting percentages weren't great, but there were actually a lot of big, fun shots made. Steph and Dame, I'll get, we'll get to Dame in just a sec. Wiggins had a couple of nice ones, and Mello was absolutely oh, yeah. cooking at He's times. He's on fire, it feels like, right now. <laughs> he, he, he feels like almost that angry old man who's just, like, giving it to the new the young kids in the uh, in the YMCA, you know? He's just like, oh, I was pretty good in my day, and I can still get a bucket here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was great, again. But the Warriors should have won this game. Uh, they led with three by just over a minute to go Bazemore clank went off the backboard Steph had a put back that somehow rimmed out Wiggins mm-hmm. kind of tapped it up as well there but then on that same possession it came back to Steph for a wide open three he missed that then Draymond Green had a beautifully palmed like tip in and he airballed that somehow <laughs> it was incredible yep. and then Lillard goes down the other end and he goes up for a three. They call the foul, though, on the ground. He, uh, I mean, one of those ones, so close. Anyway, they only give him two free throws instead of three. He, of yep. course, makes both of those. The next possession, Steph has another layup. That one rims out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ball ends up in Lillard's hands, and you just know what happened then. Uses a bit of clock, sees Bazemore there, and just that classic step back, Lillard hits that three. And the Warriors are now trailing by two points. And they still have time. There was still enough time. They had a possession. Draymond Green ended up with the ball again. Drives inside. Made the right play. Drives inside. Made the shot. But uh, Lillard stepped in and took the charge. It was Dame time at both ends of the floor there. I went back and looked at that. You know, it's always one of those bang-bang plays. I think Lillard was there in time. I mean, he's certainly out of the circle anyway. The Warriors obviously uh, think it was thought it was a block. It would, yeah. yeah of course, like, I, I mean, look, we could debate whether that rule should just be changed completely. Like, yeah. You know, the slide underneath the guy, get there. I think you're right. He did. He's outside the circle. But it's like, should this even be in the game? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, he got the call and they looked after they looked at it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones, like, once the offensive player is in the air or taking his sort of leaping step, I mean, yeah. is that... Does that mean then that the other guy has to have established position? Who knows? One of those. It just doesn't feel like a basketball play. That's the thing I hate about it. It's like, you're right. The guy jumps and then you slide in there and get there. And it's like, you're not really doing anything. It's not basketball. It's it's weird. It's in the rule book though. And he was there. I think he was actually there. I think he was there by... By the rule of letter. Exactly. By the way they call that, I think he was there. It was close. But uh, but yeah, Lillard, I mean, uh, just incredible. Incredible once again. Uh, that three, I mean, we've seen it so many times, and I'm a little surprised because the the, the Blazers' defense on Steph was pretty good late in the game here. They were throwing other guys at him, basically mm-hmm. saying someone else is going to beat us. But uh, the Warriors didn't really send help there. It was just like Bazemore on Lillard, and it's like, I think you probably should have doubled, thrown another body at <laughs> keep, him. I mean, keep throwing a guy at him. It wouldn't have really mattered. I think if Dame sees that double coming, he's probably still launching that three, but... Uh, I think you don't want to have just single coverage on him in that situation. Well, that's why I thought it was smart to not bring a screen for Lillard. Just let him cook. Like, obviously he can score on Kent Bazemore because the Warriors were doubling him a lot, and that's why Carmelo Anthony was cooking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that was pretty smart coaching uh, by Terry Stoth. Just let your best guy go out there and make a play. He's done it for the entirety of his career. The last five seasons, it feels like he hasn't missed a clutch shot. I know he has, (laughs) but I don't remember one. Uh, So, yeah, just let him go to work against the guy. Kent Bazemore, a solid defender, but he ain't Ben Simmons. That was incredible stuff from Willard. And then, yeah, 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 that was 
a by the book charge. That was yeah. a Kyle Lowry kind of charge there. But, yeah, totally. You know, the ball was two and a half feet over Lillard's head, so eh, dubious, dubious stuff. Yeah, this game could have uh, tiebreaker consequences, though. This victory, tight Western Conference standings there. Portland now nine and nine against West opponents, but these two teams, I think, uh, it's possibly they're jockeying for a for a seating, so maybe it comes into play. Um, big victory by the Blazers. I thought Cantor was. Uh, Pretty good in this one too against the young Wiseman. <laughs> it's just the a little young too Wiseman much in the woods. for Wiseman. Cantor. Oh man. All right, let's keep it going here because we're running long. TJ McConnell. Yes, TJ McConnell sets the steals mark. Pacers rally past the Cavs, 114-111. Now steals mark for a guy off the bench, guy from most steals in the first half, franchise record for the Pacers. But what is this sorcery? This is crazy. On the same day. We discussed quadruple doubles on our Beach Steppin' podcast and the difficulty and the rareness of a guy getting steals in a game, 10 steals in a game. McConnell goes out and does this with nine in the first half. Insane. On his way to a triple-double, his second of his career, 16 points, 13 assists, and then those 10 steals. Six more boards, and we're looking at the quadruple-double. That would have just been too creepy. So, I mean, I'm glad he didn't do that. But, wow, eight for eight from the floor as well, 36 minutes off the bench, and uh, Pacers rallied from... In 19 down, I think it was at one point to uh, get this victory and end a four-game losing streak. But uh, I went back, made sure to watch all the steals. I only thought one was dubious. Only yeah. one. Uh, the rest of them were, like, yeah. incredible. Like, jumping passing lanes, digging down to help, getting his hand in there, like, creating these. Especially, of course, in the first half when a lot of them came. There was one, though. You know which one I'm talking about, Lee? I thought it was, like, Jeremy Lamb's yeah. steal, if I'm being honest. And they... I think they gave it to McConnell, that one. Yeah, they usually credit yeah. the guy who creates the sort of... Yeah. Not the guy who sort of collects the loose change. Right. That's but there's one where Lamb knocks yeah. it out of the guy, and then McConnell picks it up, and I think they gave the steal to McConnell. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, um, if, if I remember correctly, McConnell scored on that play, actually. Yeah, I think it went he the went other way. Down. But, yeah, uh, but I, I looked at them as well because there were a lot of genuine steals. There was, there was usually, you know, usually steals are interceptions. But there were some genuine steals out there where he just sort oh, of took it, was, it off the guy. You know? It was nuts, but, man. I mean, I'm not, I am not. don't want anyone to say I'm hating or criticizing. I'm just saying that's how it's, a steal is usually in the NBA. It's more an interception or a deflection. But uh, he was creating them. can't believe he didn't break Kendall Gill's record, though, last oh, night. No. Just, Nine in the first yeah. half. The record's yeah. 11. We forgot about some guy Kendall Gill was tied with, too. Oh, Larry Keenan. Yeah, that's right. He had 11 back in the <laughs> I 70s, I think. I don't so. think we forgot about him. Oh, I think it's just like, you can kind of let that one slide. I don't think anybody's getting upset unless Larry Keenan Jr. is listening. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah, it's amazing he didn't set the record, but still 10 steals after the day we're talking about, hours after we're talking yeah. about it on the show. It's really weird. And, you know, one of those steals, the last one, was a key steal. Yeah. That's the crazy part. And that was a legit one. Pacers mm-hmm. were up two. They're trying to get the ball to Sexton. You know, McConnell's a tough little guy and he's all up in him and pokes it away. And then they went the other way and I think they scored on that one too. That was the thing. Half of these steals, maybe more than half, Lee, they all led to baskets on the yeah. other end. And uh, he also had some sick assists in this game. He had an incredible game. Like, go watch the highlights from McConnell. I, this I'm glad he won this game for his team as well. Yeah. Because uh, imagine you have a, a night like that. You're at your first triple-double with Steels and the team loses the game. Coming off the bench, too. I mean, that's got to be some sort of record for, yeah, uh, for a triple-double, for sure. But, yeah. he, he, you know, he's a feisty player. And he's done a lot, really, to uh, to squeeze this out of his career. Because when he was in Philadelphia, he was just a basically a trust-the-process fill-in the blanks guy yeah uh but instead he's become a valuable part of the rotation indiana and uh yeah they needed all of that last night to win Uh, the game oh for sure i love how much sixers fans still love tj mcconnell too and i know this because you know i'm debating who do i give woe boy to from last night Embiid had 40 and 19 you know and three assists had some defense but i'm like this mcconnell is insane like when are we gonna see this again could be years until we see another line like this so i gave it to him sixers fans I'm a big Sixers fan. I understand Joel Embiid a great game, but this is a great pick. TJ McConnell, great line. I was like, wow. All right. He also went eight Good. for eight from the field. I just yeah, I didn't realize he shot 100%. So, yeah, what a night. Yeah, what a How night. many names would we have had to have guessed before we got to TJ McConnell as the I, next guy to get 10 steals yeah. in a game? 200? I, I mean, mean, there's 30 teams in the league. Yeah, I, it's funny you said that, Trey, because I was thinking when we were trying to debate who could realistically get 10 steals to help them chances of getting a quadruple double in a game. I threw out Fred Van Vliet, right? Like, so a scrappy small guy. And in watching the highlights last night with McConnell and the way he was picking those up, I was like, okay, yeah, like, you're right. It would have taken me 200 names to get to McConnell, 
But the similarities are there. The, the, thing, the thinking on, is the Skeets. same. Come on, Skeets. You can't take credit for TJ McConnell getting steals when you guess Fred Van Vliet. First off, hold on. McConnell's Fred second in the league in steals, isn't he? He's like high in steals yeah, per no, game. McConnell, yeah. McConnell leads the league in total steals now oh, after well, last okay. night. There you go. And Fred Van Vliet and Nikola Jokic are second at 58 right. each. So. I am not taking credit. I am saying <laughs> the small, scrappy guy is what, like, wow, okay. I thought it was Van Vliet. I didn't think it would be McConnell. And here he is. So, uh Good for him. I guess McConnell's not from Illinois. Otherwise, he'd be cheering him on. Where's he from, actually? He's from Pittsburgh. I saw his... uh, (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pittsburgh Steelers. Crazy. (laughs) I saw his aunt on on an episode of Mr. Rogers once. She shows up. I think she was a really good women's college basketball player. She shows up. She teaches Mr. Rogers how to shoot a free throw. (laughs) Years later, TJ McConnell setting that steals record. (laughs) Crazy. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So Panthers got the win. That was just a a weird thing that happened in the No Dunks universe there where we we talked that sort of into existence. Uh, We didn't pick McConnell. Yeah, we were talking up Jokic and Ben Simmons and Giannis for quadruple double uh, or at least getting a bunch of steals or something like that. In the end, TJ McConnell does 10. Amazing. All right. Final game. Well, uh, we'll go through all the games, but James Harden, triple-double in Houston return, Nets roll. Lee, I mean, we don't have to go long on this, but 29-10-14 and 14 for Harden. You know, mixed reception, I would say, from the crowd, right? Yeah. 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 Got, you know, 3,500-plus fans there. A lot of boos to start the game when he was introduced, uh, when he touched the ball early. And then they had the little video package, and I think that was a lot more cheers than booze, but what do you think? Yeah, I think fans just wanted to get that off their chest a few of them because of the way that things ended, you know. He did yeah. he did pout his way out, so he deserved some of those booze. But uh, uh, ultimately, uh, unfortunately, the Rockets are just so stinky right now that there wasn't really... You know, stinky! Really, yeah, no one really stinky. expected them to, uh, <laughs> to put up a fight. I mean, John Wall kept them, you know, somewhat close. It was like eight points there late in the fourth, but... Uh, yeah, it just wasn't really a game. It no. was more. It was pretty much it went as James Harden could have hoped. Like he didn't embarrass his former team, but he put up a solid nine. He remember he he showed them how good he was. They won the game pretty comfortably in the end. Um, but a bit anticlimactic as well because on that team, you know, like Oladipo wasn't there obviously when he was there. John Wall wasn't there when James Harden was there. So there was no like he's going up like KD versus Russ, you know, like former teammates. Right, right. It was more just like he's going up against his former team in those stinky uniforms too. Oh, those <laughs> uniforms. Stinky. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and when, when, when a player of that caliber returns to his former team, you want it to be a little bit more spot. Remember when Kevin Durant went back to OKC and there was all the cupcakes in the fans and all that? Like, people really made an event out of it. Now, obviously, times are different right yeah. now. But it just, it, but also then it was like, you know, good team going against a, a reasonably good team still in the Thunder. This time it was like, the, no surprise that the, the Nets just blew this game pretty much out in the end. And yeah. uh, James Harden had another triple double uh, on a night where there was MVP performances. This one, in theory, was. But it came against the Rockets in a bit of an anticlimactic game, so it doesn't stand out like no, the other ones do. No. Nets have won 10 of their last 11. Rockets have lost 13 straight. Uh, you're right. Didn't love this uh, jersey matchup. Very stinky. Um, not a fan of it. Just I, I just burn those baby blue Rockets yeah. jerseys. They just, it's not working for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of those and move I don't on. Know. I thought it was perfect timing. You know, I think Harden played his last game with the Rockets wearing <laughs> yeah, the baby blues, did. right? They're like, hey, remember this? Remember these sweaty jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> stinky. Stinky is just a great word for an NBA team. Really, really greatly. Uh, but yeah, the Rockets, they're stinky right now. So... You got to imagine that there's going to be some some rockets available, yeah. whether it be on the buyout market or in the trade deadline sort of market, because they ain't going anywhere with this squad. They need to acquire some more picks, even if they're second rounders and maybe some players that the original teams have given up on that could, you know, pop a little bit down the line. Time to move on. Other six games. I'll throw them all at you and uh, trade and go wherever you want. Um, Wayne Ellington. There's another guy we were talking about on the Daily Show yesterday, talking about uh, you know Wayne. you know um, vets that could be had at the trade deadline. I threw out Wayne Ellington. We were talking him up a little bit. He plays for the Pistons. If you don't know, uh, he played <laughs> great. He hit eight threes. So he's a little showcase here for uh, the rest of the league. Pistons beat the depleted Raptors, uh, who were without a lot of guys. Dwayne Casey, another victory over the Raps. Great stuff. Uh, Trey Young, he scored 32 as the Hawks rallied from 19 down to beat the Magic. Nate McMillan still looking good. That was a weird one. Terry Rozier, he led the Hornets to the 135-102 destroying of the Wolves. They're garbage. Uh, Wolves, worst team in the league. 
probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Porzingis helped the Lucas Mavs to the 87-78 win. That always jumps out at you. What? Over the Thunder. Uh, Slumping Kings beat the shorthand Lakers. No LeBron, no AD. AD. Three-point victory for them, 123-120. And then finally, Zach Levine's 36 points lifts the Bulls past the Pelicans, 128-124. I actually watched a fair amount of that one. It was a, it was a fun game. Had some highlights in it, too, which we'll, we'll get to one in particular that happened pregame a little bit later in the show. But, Trey, six games there. Anything that jumped out at you? A lot of weird stuff in those six games, Skeets. Uh, Mason Plumley and Dennis Smith having triple doubles in the same yeah, game. Yeah. Huh? Huh? That's two for Mason Plumley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, Jason Concepcion was saying that Damian Lillard holding him back. You know, he, right. uh, he showed up to the Blazers. He's like, it's not a matter of... Uh, if I get a triple-double. It's a matter of how many. He didn't get any until he finally got to Detroit, but now he's racking them up. I love it. Great stuff. But uh, Skeets, you already know. The Bulls are back. Mm -hmm. 36 for Levine last night. Six in the final minute to ice the win. He scored 20 or more points in 21 straight games. That's the best streak in the league this season for any player. Somebody, not me, not me, Skeets. Somebody says that Zach Levine needs to be in the MVP conversation. It wasn't me. I'm just relaying the information. Oh, that deep dish pizza. Yeah, uh, it was Stacey King. He might be a little bit biased here, but Levine was great last night. But uh, for me, biggest thing from this game, perhaps Zion's best dunk on a guy in his career so far. Got Daniel Gafford with a two-hand jam. I love a two-hand dunking on a guy because, you know, with a a one-hand dunk, you can move the ball side to side, back, forward, all this kind of stuff. It's staying stationary with the (laughs) two-hander. He crushed it on Daniel Gafford. He went down hard. Uh, I don't know, Skeets. I've said that I never want to have a top shot against the Bulls, but (laughs) this one was tough. I mean, I'll just have to ignore the fact that it was Chicago there because that was a monster jam. That's so funny you said that. I was watching this game, especially the fourth, when Jackson Hayes was bringing the Pelicans back, and I was like... I'm keeping that Jackson Hayes top shot that I was going to try and get rid of. But, uh, yeah, he was he was pretty impressive. That was maybe one of his best games in a long time. Game changer uh, there. Yeah, and then and you're right then. Zach Levine sort of said, no, 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 we're not losing this game. I thought the Pelicans were going to come back and actually uh, pull out the victory, but Levine had other thoughts. Um, yeah, that was a nice dunk from Zion. And you're right. I would add to that, trade the two-hand dunk being not better, but, like, pretty impressive. You said you can move it around when it's in one hand. Well, you can also use your other hand, right? To like create some space. You can get away with that. You know, Blake used to do that, of course, which is fine. Still awesome. Huge dunks on guys. Yeah, but that two hand, you're not doing that. That's just all body. You're just going on the guy and poor Gafford (laughs) dropping to the ground. (laughs) Poor Gafford, a little too skinny to be going chest to chest with Zion there. Yeah, yeah. So good win for the Bulls. Wow. Zach Levine, uh, he's got to be. He's got to be at the bar. I don't think he's at the table, but he's at the bar, Lee, when we talk an MVP in the conversation. Yeah, I, I think he's actually, uh, he took his girlfriend or wife out to dinner to a restaurant, didn't know the other guys that actually oh, booked that there. table. Yeah. yeah, and he's there just sort of, and he's, he's like, close. man, I can't, I can't, you know, I can say hi to the guys, but I can't say to my wife, sorry, I'm going to join these guys, can I? So, uh, you know, he's in there though, and they're just looking around going, hey, Zach, hey, buddy. You know, that's well, all. Yeah, that's all. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to be able to get a seat at the table, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they keep winning, maybe, but uh, maybe not right now. He's just in the restaurant. I'm fine with that. <laughs> all right. right. Yeah. It was it a lot a of... while for those pizzas to cook. Maybe yeah. he'll get a seat eventually, but hold your horses, bud. Yeah. Well, maybe the MVP table sees Zach Levine at another table with his wife, like you said, with his girlfriend. And they do the nice thing, you send over a drink. You send over yeah. an appetizer. Yeah. yeah, send over that slice. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to go and see your friends? And he's like, no, nah, babe, I'm here with you tonight. I'm oh, having a night with my girlfriend. Focus. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, obviously a ton of games on. We tried to touch on a lot of them, but uh, I'm sure we missed one of your favorites, so... Have added in the comments what we. Really I'll just quickly. I'll just yeah. quickly add. Trey Young and the Hawks had a uh, identical fourth quarter uh, to the night before. Even though they were, they were down big, Trey Young came in. They were down twelve or fourteen, even with seven mm-hmm. minutes to go. Came back and won that game. He hit another couple of big threes. Yeah, ice it with free throws and also set up his teammates. Like really uh, led his team. So if you believe in the coach bump, the Hawks are two and zero. If you don't believe in it though. <laughs> the wolves. The, the wolves are zero and five. Yeah, without, Finchie. <laughs> without Finchie. <Yeah. laughs> 
Fin- Finchmeister General. Oh, no, that's the Printmeister General, <laughs> that's isn't the it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hell of a sales rep, though. That's yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he was selling it hard. I like uh, that Chris Finch basically said, uh, I'm expecting changes after the All-Star break. So he, even he knew he's like, it's going to be tough until then. We'll get some practices in. We'll at least talk about some uh, different strategies going into the second half of the season. But uh yeah, sometimes the new coach bump is real, and sometimes you're the Timberwolves. <laughs> How many games would it take for him to lose consecutively? <laughs> for him fired. to then just get fired? I'm just throwing uh, it out there. Like, at I a certain mean, point, you'd have to, right? Like, if it gets up to 20, like, you'd have to be like, all right, man, sorry. That'd be amazing if he ended his uh, coaching career, like, 0-20. Yeah, I, I mean, God, that would be embarrassing for the franchise if they fired the guy who came in halfway through the season. So I, They're so bad, though. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, I, know. I saw a stack going around. I think Towns has won four out of his last, like, 35 games or something like Probably. that. It's it's mm. something crazy like that. He had a bad yeah. run last yeah. year. Yeah, sure, it's like, whoa, man. Yikes, that's got to start piling up. And there's a lot of rumors floating around, like, uh, can they move off of D'Angelo Russell? Would you, oh, would you yeah. try and get Aaron Gordon? You know, with, with him, would the Magic be interested in adding another guard? Uh, there's obviously Blake Griffin rumors, not with the Wolves by any means, but like that buyout looks likely to happen. So where's Blake Griffin going to land? Anyway, we can talk about that in the coming days, next week. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, though. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Amazing cereal and amazing Wi-Fi. What else do you need in 2021? <laughs> right? Exactly uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tumbies. It's the uh, up-down oh. report. <laughs> Yeah, into the up-down report. We got some good ones here. Let's see your thumbs, everybody, in the stream team. Let them uh, drop them in the YouTube comments. And, of course, you guys. I'm going to you, Lee and Trey, to see your actual thumbs here on camera. First one, the 2021 NBA All-Star Game jerseys leaked yesterday. Um... And, uh, well, I guess it looks like someone couldn't get a refund. Uh, <laughs> the jerseys are yellow and blue um, with the player's number in a circle on the front. The colors match the Pacers because the game was originally scheduled to take place in Indianapolis. Now, the game is instead, of course, moved to Atlanta here because of the pandemic. But I guess they're going to be rolling with these. Now, these could be uh, – these are not confirmed. They are leaked. But uh, pretty likely that these are maybe the jerseys we're going to see this Sunday night. Uh, up or down? On the yellow and blue Pacers-like all-star jerseys, Trey. (laughs) Majorly up. Oh, wow. I actually love them. I think they look great, like you're saying. They're Pacers jerseys in Atlanta, but that's all right. Sometimes you wear the wrong thing somewhere, you know what I'm saying? I've had my sister come and visit me. I'm like, hey, that's my shirt. I haven't seen that shirt in 15 years. I guess it's in your closet now. That's what happened here. Uh, But if this game were played in Indiana like it was meant to be originally... People will be loving these. They look great. Very reminiscent of the 80s and 90s Pacers uniforms. And honestly, if they last second decided, okay, we got to make something a little bit more generic here. Uh, We got to make it more applicable to Atlanta or at the very least less applicable to Indiana. People would say, oh, these look so cheap. These look barely done. So you know what? They're a year off. It's kind of weird that they're wearing Pacers jerseys here in Atlanta. But who cares? They look cool. Okay, Trey is a thumbs up. Uh, we're obviously seeing a lot of the comments from everybody in the stream team. JD's uh, rifling through them here. There's been a lot of downs, a lot of thumbs downs, Lee. Um, but what do you think? I'm also going up just on the jerseys themselves. I think okay. they're fine jerseys. Uh, the Indiana Indiana All-Star Game has been rescheduled to 2024. Right. So are they just going to run these back in 2024 and just say, well, these are the ones we're going to use anyway. 
they were used three years ago. Maybe people will forget. Uh, so we're just going to bring them back. So it, it's just a little odd. That's why. Yeah. It's a little odd that they're using them, but I don't actually mind them. I think they're okay. fine. It's just uh, I would have gone in a different direction, a slightly different direction, you know, <laughs> black and white, you know, something sort of neutral like that rather than because yellow and blue, it's there's not really any other sort of team you associate those direct two colors with, you know, right, I mean, right. so it's like. But, I mean, yeah, not yeah, the Hawks. I, I, yes. <laughs> definitely not the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. So I, I would, uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't mind them, but they do sort of look almost like um, practice jerseys as well. Mm. You know? Okay, but, someone said they look like like runners jerseys, <laughs> like you right, wear out yeah. on the like cross country course or something like that. Maybe I, I hear what you guys are saying. When I look at the actual jerseys themselves, if this was in Indiana or in Indianapolis. I don't mind them. I, I sort of like the Papa color there, so I'm sort of like thumbs up there. But I'm ultimately thumbs down with, why don't you just sit on these, like you said, Lee, maybe save them for 2024 or tweak them or whatever you want to do in the future. Wouldn't have this been the perfect year with obviously the uh, last minute sort of like change of uh, venues and stuff like that. And okay, they can't maybe go to uh, you know production and turn around like New Jersey's. Why wouldn't they just go back to what we used to do in like the late 90s where... The teams wore, the one team yeah. wore white of their own jerseys and the other team right. wore like the color version of their own jerseys. I love those photos. I wish we didn't go away from that. And that would have been like the perfect time to do it. And everybody yeah. would have understood. Like we didn't, you know, I also just don't feel like people are going to be buying a bunch of all-star merch. Maybe I'm crazy. So to me, that would have been great, better, but. Yeah. Oh, you got to get a DeMontis Sabonis though. Come on. That is, that's the one to get <laughs> yeah. right here. Great comment from JJPP612 in the stream team who says, they look like pennies you wear in gym class that yeah. never get washed. Those were the colors that we had in our high school gym class, blue and yellow. And yep, they were stinky no, <laughs> oh, just you know 20 years of high school kids wearing the same piece of nylon that gets washed once every year not great yeah i saw tomas uh with his comment here in the stream team maybe these will be uh big sellers in sweden mm. <laughs> uh, those are perfect swedish colors there so maybe they are all right judy great stuff uh let's go to the next one here get your thumbs ready everybody before last night's game between the Bulls and the Pelicans, two-time dunk champ Zach Lafine decided to show off a little in the layup line. Uh, check out this jaw-dropping pregame dunk he unleashed. He made that look way too easy. If you're just listening, he sort of bounces it between his legs on the run. It comes up behind him, and he just easily, you know, cocks it back, throws it down with some power there. Like he's like, ah. he's he's not going in the dunk contest this uh, Sunday night at halftime of the All-Star game. So, he's teasing us here. Are you up or down on Zach Levine? Legit, just straight up teasing us with, uh, well, you know, I still got some tricks in my bag, but you won't be seeing this in the dunk contest. Thumbs up. Of I course I'm thumbs up. Down. Of course I'm up. Because, because Zach Levine is basically saying to the dunkers out there, someone do this, because this is an incredible <laughs> dunk. I'm letting you do it. And if they don't, I think we're going to see that wrestling gif of that guy who just charges out onto the uh, into the ring. You know, it happens all the time. That if someone doesn't do it, Zach's going to be in the building. He's going to be like, all right, I'm just going to take over this dunk contest and do it and see if I can win it, even though I wasn't really in it. So uh, that's what I think he was doing it for, sending a little message, trying to get people excited about it and trying to say to one of these guys, here's a free dunk that's awesome. Do it. <laughs> And if you don't, I'm going to come out there and, and just embarrass all you guys. But, uh, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, some of the things we haven't seen. I'd never seen that one before. Um, yeah, you said all the dunks were done. Well, he's, I mean, the <laughs> fact that he doesn't even use his left hand at any point there, just, uh, awesome. just an awesome. It's so awesome. damn smooth. Oh, that's the thing about it. Like, so casual, so smooth. That's cool. I mean, this guy had an ACL repair too, didn't he, a couple of years mm -hmm. ago? And he yeah. hasn't After seemed the to have lost contests. any of that uh, jump at all. So, you know, maybe we will see him just uh, just tear onto the stage there and say, I'm just going to throw down some dunks here and win this thing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Trey, are you thumbs up or thumbs down? Not on the dunk, you know, on, on him teasing us. Okay, your thumbs up. Yep, this is a warning saying tune in for the third quarter because that's when the best dunks are going to happen. This is light work for Zach Levine. People say, I haven't ever seen this before. Zach Levine did this before. As Tass mentioned in What You Need to Know, this was in Zach Levine's tease video last year when he wasn't... 
uh, chosen as an all-star selection. Going between the legs with just the right hand for the dunk. The angle is way better on this one. The slow-mo is amazing. As Melotron said in the stream team, a beautiful dunker of the basketball. But if you like this, Zach Levine's got an even deeper bag. Best scorer in the league, best dunker in the league. The Bulls are back. Back. <laughs> I saw, you know, look, it, it did hurt my heart a little bit. Zach Levine doing this in the uh, line, layup line. He's obviously not going in the dunk contest. Zion Williamson, as we talked about, the, the huge throwdown, maybe his best sort of poster of the season or of his young career on Gafford last night. He's not going in. Miles Bridges had another monster uh, oop last night that he finished. He's not going in it. Miles Brown tweeted that, uh, Zion and Levine showing off tonight not being in the dunk contest is like billionaires not paying their taxes, <laughs> which I thought was a great tweet. Uh, but I'm still excited for what these uh, these kids uh, like uh, Stanley and Simons and uh, Toppin are going to be able to do because uh, I have high hopes. I think we're going to see some dunks, Lee, that uh, you'll be happy. Some dunks that we've never seen before in a dunk contest so. or at least going to be attempted. Right. It yeah. all just comes down to whether or not they can throw them down in the first or second attempt. And that's uh, really what... Uh, Helps make a dunk contest, if we're being uh, honest. Next one, Shaq returned to the wrestling ring last night as part of AEW Dynamite show on TNT. Yeah, the real Big Diesel uh, <laughs> took part in a tag team match with Jade against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Now, Shaq took a, a chair shot to the back. He delivered a solid power bomb, but the highlight of the match was probably this. Rhodes sending Shaq through a ringside table here. Check out this bump from Shaq. Boom! Not bad at all, I would say. I'm thumbs up. But, uh, Trey, overall, if you caught the highlights here, maybe you watched the thing, I don't know, up or down on Shaq's dynamite performance, especially this uh, this table bump. That's a solid table bump, Skeets. Yeah. Uh, Scott, uh, Shaq was getting a lot done in the ring. I, he did um, the classic, you know, rather than kicking out of a pinfall do a bench press and throw the guy up. I love it. I know uh, the big show is coming to AEW as well. Mm-hmm. I think that Shaq and the big show have a, a long-standing beef, a decades-old beef. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's rekindled. But, I mean, if Shaq ever decided, I want to be a full-time professional wrestler, he would be one of the best. He's great on the mic. He can obviously take a bump, uh, as we've seen yeah. with the table cha- table shot. He got hit with the chair. We've even seen on TNT the time he tripped over all of his own wires and fell down pretty gracefully, <laughs> broke his own fall. So, yeah, you know, it's just a matter of if he wants to do it. If Shaq puts his mind to it, he'd be one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the game. Lee, thumbs up on Shaq's performance there. I know you're not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, but what do you nah, think? I mean, obviously we know it's all staged and it's all set up and all that, but even <laughs> still, that Shaq is just such a gigantic human falling backwards through a table with another gigantic human jumping on him. I just can't believe he doesn't injure himself right. in that, you know? Like because the timing has to be perfect and it's not like he's falling into a, like a uh, you know, a super soft landing under the table there as well. Like there's I some guess, mats there, but I yeah, know there's mats, but not cardboard boxes or anything. Yeah. yeah, you've got to still make sure that everything goes perfectly there, or else you know, again, a guy at his age, at his size, and his weight could easily do some damage. But apparently not. He keeps doing it, so uh, good on him. He can still, <laughs> he can still. That would keep him in wrestling as long as he wanted to be in it, because he's got all the sort of uh, characteristics that you need. You know, big guy, notable guy. Loves a good nickname. He loves talking trash and uh, playing that game. So, you know, he's got a career there if he wants it any time. Someone uh, might have to correct me in the stream team, but I wasn't watching, but I was sort of reading about it today. I mean, I saw these clips going around on Twitter last night. I think that that, that bump there, you know, they're playing it up. They put him into an ambulance. Like, he was stretchered out into an ambulance, and then at some point, he wasn't there? Is that what happened, Trey? Like, he disappeared from the ambulance? I don't know what happened. I saw that he went into an ambulance as well, and I know that Shaq, I think, got the win in this match Well, Jay, yeah, Jay did, yeah. Like, his yeah, tag team so, partner. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of the mechanics, but... Sounds like a classic. Yeah, I, I guess so. I saw other people saying they were thumbs down on anything Shaq related right now. Mm. I think stemming from, uh, you know, his, uh, his uh, well, I wasn't going to say beef, but like discussion, debate with uh, Candace Parker on uh, Tuesday. He, night. We he, might get he, that to, uh, we might get to that on tomorrow's Worst of the mm. Week, I have a feeling. but He did on. look like angry old man, sort of uh, on that incident where she was just explaining things and he was just like, no, 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 oh, I'm God. Shaq. She was running circles around him on uh, actual (laughs) basketball insight in today's game, I thought. But again, we'll we'll maybe get to that tomorrow. All right, final one here. On yesterday's Daily Show, we discussed, uh, I said this, lower-priced vets that could be moved 
at the trade deadline. I suggested Wayne Ellington. Trey, you talked up uh, Oladipo, but PJ Tucker is sort of who you were focusing on as a as a as a real vet, lower priced vet. And Lee, you went with Pelicans guard JJ Redick. Well, later in the day, I stumbled upon this potential Redick trade, so I just want to get your take on it. Hypothetical trade here: Brooklyn Nets trade for JJ Redick, and they give up for the Pelic to the Pelicans Spencer Dinwiddie and a Hawks 2021 second round pick that they have. Up or down on this Nets Pelicans trade? Well, from the Nets, I, I think I'm up on that. Uh, okay. They're in win-now mode, obviously. Right. They want to win the championship this season. And if you can get a veteran like J.J. Redick to come off your bench and be on the court late in games and hit those threes, I think that's what you do. It's worth giving up Spencer Dinwiddie, who, if you're the Pelicans, it's like, obviously, he's injured right now. He may not play the remainder of this season. We're not sure. And a second-round pick. You're getting at least uh, some assets in return for a guy who's not really a part of your future. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad little deal there. You lose J.J., of course, for the rest of the season. But... Uh, I think I think there's a deal there to be made, and again, yeah. the, the Nets the Nets are like, sure, why not? I mean, Dimwitty's not contributing right now because he's out, and uh, JJ can be the sort of guy that just is exactly what these uh, teams need to make that playoff push. Just another guy who comes off the bench and is a threat when he's on the court from three. So, I think I think both teams probably go, yeah, we can do this. It's worth it um, because Spencer Dimwitty he could be a good player still and, and fit more a, a timeline there for the Pelicans. He's a veteran who uh, could provide some steady leadership for them off the bench next season. Yeah, I saw. This was Andrew Lopez at ESPN with this one. I did really like it. He uh, he noted, of course, Dinwiddie over the season with the ACL. Um, but the Pelicans would retain his bird rights if he decided to decline his uh, $12.3 million option, uh, his player option for next season. And if he opted in, you know, they could either work him into the lineup, like you said, Lee, as a guard with uh, obviously Zion and Brandon Ingram, uh, or they could use him as, as as a trade piece um, for some sort of deal this summer. I didn't mind this one, but Trey, thumbs up or thumbs down on this hypothetical? I'm thumbs up, just yeah. because it seems like a realistic trade. J.J. Redick, a guy who's going to maybe hit three threes in a quarter in a playoff game, that's yep. a useful sort of player, but they're trading him for a second-round pick and a guy who's injured. That seems completely fair to me. It would help both teams. Uh, you know, the, the Pelicans are going to have to make some choices in not too long about Lonzo Ball and if they decide to continue with Eric Bledsoe, but Spencer Dinwiddie... You know, he's not he's not Lonzo's age, so he's not quite on the timeline that Zion and Brandon Ingram right. would be. But maybe what he gives you as a shooter and a, a creator with the ball in his hands is a little bit more valuable to the Pelicans. But I don't know. This seems like a kind of trade that can actually happen this year. We were talking just a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know uh, about whether or not a first round pick would actually happen. Uh, there are no first round picks included in this trade. And that makes sense to me. So, yeah. I love love to see a realistic trade proposal out there because I saw some people saying Otto Porter for Carl Anthony Towns. And, you know, I would love it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's great, but uh, I don't think that what's happening. So, yeah, shout out to realistic trade speculation. <laughs> right, and I saw someone in the stream teams say LOL at this trade. Well, I'm sorry, get used to it. These are going to be the trades you're yep. going to see over the next couple weeks here, very likely. Yeah, there will be bio guys, some big names and stuff like that, as we talked about, Blake Griffin, maybe Andre Drummond, but... Uh, yeah, these are going to be the type of trades, so laugh all you want, but uh, it's going to be like Reddick moved for a second-round pick and a guy not even playing, so sorry. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of The night comes from a little account called No Dunks Inc. You ever heard of it? Love these guys. Uh, it's a picture of a very handsome gentleman. It says, when it's lunchtime during No Dunks Bean Week. That's me holding all the beans in my house. That's a solid seven cans of beans. Somebody said that this reminded them of the famous picture of Michael Jordan holding all of his <laughs> rings next to his face, which, honestly, thank you for the compliment. But my best and favorite response came from a man by the name of Lee Ellis, who said, oh my God. Beanhead here, too. Oh, also has seven cans of beans, one for every day of the week. But Lee, the flow, yeah. immaculate. Uh, we have this up on our YouTube page as well, where people are saying you look like... Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker, mm. or Jesus, <laughs> or some people were saying William H. Macy. Oh, yeah, there's a photo a where look. he looks identical to William H. Macy. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are really celebrating Bean Week in style. Wow. Yeah. I know. You had a lot of for uh, two meals yesterday. A lot of varieties there, Lily. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got the uh, pinto beans, got a couple of kidneys, got the black beans, got the baked beans, and then I've got the uh, chickpeas in there as well. I have to say, of all the beans, I think the refried are probably my least favorite, actually. Uh, I've got, I've actually got some lentils too. I should have put some lentils up there. That would have, uh, that would have sort of popped, added a little pop to that photo. But can I uh, ask you both of you guys a question? Did you get your wives to take these photos, or did you set it up on like a tripod? Like I just, I have to know. Like, hey, Laura, hey, Roxy, can you? You take a photo of me holding all these beans? Oh, yes. This was taken by Laura. No doubt about it. Uh, I'm, I'm reaching into the pantry. I'm like, uh, Laura, I'm going to need you to take a picture of me real quick here. She's like, okay, no problem. Honestly, this thing, thing happens all the time around yeah. our house. Yeah, but yeah. when I strolled over to the table <laughs> holding every bean in the house, she was like, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. And Lee, I, I assume the same goes for you. Roxy yeah, got in on yeah. this. Yeah. I, I really appreciate the fact that Roxana put the portrait mode on it as yeah, well. Yours really, is, yeah, yours yeah, is very, very nice. To popping. really highlight yeah. the beans there. But uh, she's a similar response. She, you know, I said, can you take a photo? And she's like, sure. And then I'm like holding cans of beans and there's a look on their face of like, what's the photo I'm supposed to be taking here, right. you know? And then they're right. just kind of like, is this for the show? Yeah. Okay, whatever it needs. But, uh, yeah, yeah okay. Roxana took probably uh, 10 to 15 shots. You know, she mixed it up a little. So I appreciate, <laughs> appreciated the effort. You have an album on your phone called <laughs> Bean Week, do you? With 10 to 15 pics in it. Oh, no, I deleted the ones that I didn't use in the end oh. because uh, that just takes up too much space now if you don't get rid of those ones, you know? Smart, smart, smart. Yes, yes, okay. All right, well, happy Bean Week uh, to everybody out there. If you would like to uh, hold a bunch of beans in your hands and uh, take a photo, put it up on Instagram and your stories at least, tag us. Might get a uh, might get a share on the old No Dunks Instagram mm-hmm. account. All right, pick them results. What was the Jazz Sixers game? I swerved. Everybody had the Sixers, so I was like, all right, give me the Jazz. They're a good team. It was looking good there. You know, when Beat doesn't hit that three and the Jazz come down with the rebound, they probably foul. There's still a bit of time, and then, you know, maybe free throws give me the victory. Alas, I got screwed by the officials uh, um, yeah jazz lost so I'm, that's a loss for me i'm one and two everybody else took the sixers to uh to cover and they did they got the victory task perfect three and oh trade two and one lee one and two down at the bottom with me tonight's game though uh it's gonna be that uh game on tnt there's only one on tonight it's the heat pelicans pelicans favored by three and a half coming off the loss to the bulls last night uh trey we'll start with you heat pelicans again new orleans favored by three and a half yeah, this is a weird one. Is Jimmy Butler going to be playing? I think he's, knows. he's listed as questionable. Yeah. <laughs> he said he turned down a invitation to the All-Star game because yeah. Bam Adebayo wasn't coming there. Yeah. He was like, uh, did you, buddy? <laughs> um, t- tough one for the Pelicans back-to-back. They've been playing a lot lately, it feels like. Uh, give me the heat, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's tough. Give me the heat. I mean, it is a TNT game. You would think Jimmy would want to give it a go. He loves the... You know, to showcase his talents and remind everyone that he should be an all-star. But uh, I'm with you. It's very difficult. Lee, where you go with this one? 
Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that Jimmy might just sit out tonight because it's the All-Star break to just give that knee a little bit of extra rest. I have no idea if he's going to play or not, but without him, I think the Heat really struggle offensively. Uh, I think the Pelicans can cover this one by four points or more. I'll take New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to stick with Lily here, so we're going to be tied regardless. I'll take the Pelicans to win by four or more as well. Um, let's find out who tests us. Give me the heat for a bounce back game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like totally just gotten rid of like pretending to say something about the game now. It's it's the right way to pick these. He's perfect too. He's hot. He's 3 0. So he took the heat, right? After all those snaps. Is that what he he said there? Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're split again. Trey and Tass have the heat. Lee and I have the Pelicans to win by four or more. That game, by the way, around halftime. Huh, we're gonna fire up the live stream. NBA Happy Hour is back on a Thursday night. Come join us. Come hang out. Little watch party. We got one of Lee's mates joining us live from London, England. Nah, uh, Manchester. He's in. Okay, mm. Manchester, England. He, uh, Big Matt, we call him. Uh, hopefully, he's got that Orby Wi-Fi going. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to Big Matt. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna join us for a little bit. So we'll fire that up at halftime of the Heat Pelicans game. We'll hang out for an hour, an hour and a half tonight. We're however long we go. Come join us. It's a lot of fun. We got we've had some uh, larfs will be had for sure. All right, that's a good one. Check out yesterday's Beach Devon podcast. Just to remind you again, if you haven't already, comment and like and subscribe to No Dunks on our YouTube channel. We are verified. So now you have no reason not to subscribe and like and comment and all that good stuff. Go grab your classic merch over at nodunks.com. You know how at the top of the show I said, "Mm, it's going to be like 24 to 48 hours before these uh, new No Dunks items hit the store? They're already there. Oh my goodness. 24 to 48 minutes. Wow. That's right. We got a big beef t-shirt. That is so good. Shout out to Breaking Tea coming through with these designs. And, 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 and we got a Top Shot Hot Boys (laughs) t-shirt as well. And you can get it in a hoodie. So guys, if you've been waiting to pick up some No Dunks merch, come on. Go grab some big beef or some Top Shot Hot Boys. That is the new hot stuff there over at nodunks.com. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, go grab yourself an athletic subscription too. Just $3.99 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know we sent you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later for NBA Happy Hour. We'll also have NBA Whoopsies, the hoops and the bloops. We got very solid plays coming up tomorrow. More shows. Classic Factory keeps pumping out the classics. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Embrace the day, people.